Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Leader and Kentucky.com. On today's podcast, we're going to review Kentucky football's 42-21 win over the LSU Tigers on Saturday night at Kroger Field. The win improved Kentucky to 6-0 overall and 4-0 in the SEC. And now the Wildcats will play number one ranked Georgia on Saturday in Athens. It's a 3.30 kickoff on CBS. Georgia is also 6-0 overall and 4-0 in the SEC. Kentucky is ranked 11th. Now they moved up from 16th to 11th in the AP poll. To talk about the LSU game and to talk a lot about the Georgia game coming up, I talk with my friend, colleague, and fellow Herald leader and Kentucky.com sports columnist Mark Story. Before we talk to Mark, I want to remind you, you can get a sports pass, sports only digital subscription to Kentucky.com, $30 for the first year. You get all of our UK football, basketball, recruiting, high school coverage columns, all for $30 for the first year. Follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Go to the top of the feed, hit on my pinned tweet. It will take you to where you need to go to sign up for the uh, Sports Pass, sports-only digital subscription. We appreciate everybody who supports our work at at Kentucky.com and the Lexington Herald Leader, so be sure and check that out. So without any further ado, let's get to my conversation with Mark Story of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, my guest on the podcast is my friend, colleague, and also Lexington Herald leader in Kentucky.com sports columnist, Mark Story. How's it going, Mark? It's going great, John. Uh, Kentucky big win last night over LSU, 42-21, sets up a big game Saturday against Georgia. Let's talk about last night first. What was your overall impression? Uh, Really a, a dominating performance by Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky pretty much kicked LSU's butt from start to finish. I, you know, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of a defensive letdown after they got up 35 to seven that may also have been caused by some injuries, uh, which may, which may be a little bit worrisome, but I thought the big thing was, you know, I thought the offense, you know, took a step forward and, you know, for most of this season, the Will Levis we'd seen, I thought was pretty consistent with what people, the, the Penn state media had told us we were going to see, which was a guy with an incredibly strong arm, but, you know, inconsistent in terms of accuracy and not always able to put the, you know, the proper touch on the ball to give a receiver the best chance to touch it or to catch it. But I thought last night, the guy we saw 
is, you know, the guy is a guy that, you know, you, you can put some faith in or at least, you know, some hope in because, you know, I thought he did complete those passes, especially those little short passes, you know, where Liam Cohen each week would, you know, scheme up a, a play where it looks like it would go for a touchdown to a running back. And then the Kentucky would never complete the pass. Well, you know, last night they hit a couple of those. And I thought that's an encouraging sign when you're getting ready to play against one of the best defenses in recent college football history. Yeah, he's very efficient through the air, 14 of 17, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Kentucky did not have a turnover last night, first time this season that has happened. He also ran the ball very effectively, 74 yards, I think, 33 on one very impressive run where he seemed like he carried at least three or four LSU defenders with him. What about the Kentucky running game? 330 rushing yards against LSU last night. Yeah, they just, you know, the big blue wall imposed its will on LSU and the Kentucky backs. You know, I, I think we almost take Christopher Rodriguez for granted a little bit. You know, he ran for 147 yards and a touchdown and caught a touchdown pass against LSU and nobody was talking about him. Right. And then the other guy, you know, Cavassier Smoke is really playing well. Last night was probably his best game as a Kentucky Wildcat. And, you know, I jokingly asked Mark Stoops last week at his news conference that they were going to expect a pancake block from Cavassier <laughs> every week now. Well, darn if he didn't have another one <laughs> yeah and he's running the ball really hard uh and it, you know adds another dimension uh, another dimension to the backfield um okay switch over to the defense uh i thought the very first series uh of the game where uh, deandre square on a blitz uh sacked uh max johnson the lsu quarterback who fumbled kentucky recovered then went down and scored uh that i think that kind of set the tone for the night right there yeah, I agree. And it was interesting. We were talking to DeAndre after the game. He said that, you know, before the game, he and Trevin Wallace had been talking about, you know, the importance of turnovers and how they were going to, you know, seek strip, you know, strips, strip sacks. And then sure enough, on the first possession of the game, I guess DeAndre sort of spoke that into reality. Is that, yeah, I agree with you. I think that play, you know, pretty much completely set the tone for what came afterward. Yeah, it's funny when we, uh, somebody asked DeAndre, you know, what goes through your mind when you get, you know, when you, when you get the call for a blitz that you're going to blitz? And he said, time to go make some money, he said. <laughs> so that's good. Back to the offense for, you wrote about this. We talked about this last night. You know, after the Kentucky got the fumble, they went down. They had a fourth and goal on the offensive side from the three. Instead of taking the sure three points, uh, Mark Stoops went for it. Uh, as you mentioned, that was one of those plays where Leon Cohen – uh, schemed up uh, an open running back. Chris Rodriguez was wide open in the right flat of the end zone. Levis found him for a touchdown. Uh, I think that kind of set the tone for the whole game, too, that Mark Stoops, we're not going to just play for the field goal. We're going to be aggressive. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, from, you know, I, I usually think of Mark as, you know, defensive, you know, take the points, you know, which, and, I, and that's not a criticism because, right. you know, his track record with that is good. But yeah, that was an aggressive call and I, I think it showed faith in the in, in the quarterback especially that he would you know make that throw and you know obviously you know Rodriguez was wide open but you know they've had several of those kind of plays where they right. haven't been able to, to you know connect so you, right. you know it was big that you know they that that they should that Stoops showed faith in his offense and then that they they, they backed him up 
Okay, back to the defense. Uh, LSU came to the game, I think, 128th out of 130 teams as far as running the ball. They probably ran the ball a little more effectively than they had been running the ball previously. But uh, I think Mark Stoops said before the game that this was going to be the, a real big test for the U.K. secondary because Max Johnson is a good quarterback. They've got some really good receivers, especially uh, Keyshawn Butte. How did you think the Kentucky secondary did? I thought the secondary played well. I mean, even when LSU was desperate and just sort of you know going for it, you know that you know they made some incredible individual catches when they were well covered. But when the game was competitive and close, I thought Kentucky's secondary played, you know, as you said, a good quarterback with some really, really you know athletic, you know, dynamic receivers. I thought they played them well, played them tough. You mentioned about the injuries. Uh, they seem to be piling up. Mark McCall, UK's nose guard, wide receiver Josh Ali, both missed the game last night. Apparently, uh, Octavius Oxendine, uh, who had played his way into a starting spot at defensive tackle and was playing well, got injured in the game last night. Uh, people are saying it looked to be pretty serious. All Mark said after the game, Mark Stoops, was that he got hit pretty hard. Uh, what, what about these injuries? As you mentioned, it's it's a little worrisome. The defensive line injuries especially worry me going into Georgia because when Georgia wants to, they can lean on you. And, and, and you know, I, if, yeah. if Oxendine is a significant injury and you've already lost McCall, well, that's two-thirds of your starting three down linemen. You know, I think Kentucky does have some depth, but you know, you're going against the best team in the country. You would like to be able to put your best out there against them. You know, I asked Liam Cohen last night about Josh Ali and what he thought the odds were that he would be back. And Liam said Josh has been in the training room basically 12 hours a day with the idea of getting back to play against Georgia. And as you know, when you're playing against a defense of this caliber, you would like to have your weapon, your full weaponry available. And since Kentucky only has two, you know, wide receivers who have proven that they can make you know, plays against sort of power five defenses, it would sure be nice if you could get a mostly healthy Josh Ali back on the field. Uh, anything about L- about the LSU, anything else about the LSU game before we move on to Georgia? No, I think we covered it. Okay, well, uh, we'll be right back after, uh, after this brief break to talk about Kentucky's game against Georgia coming up this Saturday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Okay, back with Mark's story. Kentucky and Georgia Saturday in Athens is a 3.30 start on CBS. The uh, AP Top 25 just came out a short time ago. Uh, Georgia, as expected, moved up to number one with Alabama, losing over the weekend to uh, Texas A&M. Kentucky moved from 16th to 11th in the AP Top 25 poll. Mark, you do the first look at the uh, upcoming opponent. Georgia, are, uh, when you examine them, are they – are they every bit as good as you think a number one team should be? They are, especially defensively. Their defensive stats going into the Auburn game were just ridiculous. You know, Auburn scored a touchdown on them in the third quarter. First, you know, that's only the second offensive touchdown Georgia has allowed this year. It was the first before the fourth quarter. The other one was kind of a, you know, a long pass by South Carolina long after that game was in the bag. And, you know, Georgia was first in almost every major defensive category nationally. And their, their quote unquote weakness was their rush defense where they were only fourth against the run <laughs> in the nation. And, you know, Kentucky has not scored a touchdown against this team since 2018. They were shut out in a driving rainstorm in Athens in 2019. And then last year they managed a field goal. Now, you know, the one thing I, I well, I think there are two things, you know, that, or a positive for Kentucky going into this game. They were able to run the ball somewhat on Georgia a little bit last year. Christopher Rodriguez had a pretty good game. So you would hope, you know, at least that I think would give you some hope that you can do some things on the ground, which Kentucky will have to do to, to stay in the game. And I think the other thing, you know, I think, in fact, I think several of people we talked to after the game, players and coaches acknowledged that, you know, had they gone into the Georgia game having off the Florida game where the offense, you know, did not, you know, was not stellar, it would have been, you know, problematic. But I do think they will draw some confidence from how they play against LSU. And and I think that is important, you know, going up against this very stout Georgia defense. Yeah, talking about Georgia defense statistically, and I tweeted that tweeted this out this morning. Georgia leads in if you go by just yards per play, Georgia leads the the nation leads the FCC. They're averaging three point giving up three point six yards per play. Kentucky is second, and they're giving up four point six one yards per play. That's a full yard difference per play. That's a big difference. I mean, yeah, they're just they they're just really really <laughs> really really good on defense. They have a, obviously Kirby Smart, their head coach is a defensive-minded head coach. He was Nick Saban's defensive coordinator for uh, several years before taking the head coaching job at, at, at Georgia. I mean, but Kentucky obviously has a really good uh, good defense as well. Now, the one thing that Mark, Mark Stoops has been able to do here in the last couple of years, last few years, he's been able to knock down those doors, as you've written about uh, many times, beating Florida at home a couple of weeks ago, first time since 1986. Uh, you go through a list of them where, you know, they're two and two against Florida over the last four years or two and two against Tennessee over the last four years. Georgia is a door he hasn't been able to knock down. He's 0-8 against Georgia. Does that figure into this game at all or is this just a separate is this just a separate game from that stat? Well I think it I think all games are their own entities, but I do think it may be an indication that Georgia A, you know, obviously they're really good, but I also wonder stylistically if it's just a little bit of a bad matchup for Kentucky. I somewhat think, you know, Georgia sort of does the same thing Kentucky does and just, you know, is is a little better or, or, or have, or a lot better in some cases, you know, other than the, with the 2016 game in Kirby Smart's first year when Georgia kicked a field goal at Kroger Field on the last play of the game to win, 
27-24, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah. These games right. haven't been close. I mean, right. Georgia has you know beaten Kentucky in double digits, and it, it's it's kind of interesting. You know, when Rich Brooks was here, Kentucky played Georgia super tough, mm-hmm. and and not so much Florida. Well, you know, Stoops has played Florida just unbelievably tough. Has beaten them twice, as you said, and has had you know, and, and basically is four plays away from having beaten them four other times. I mean, those games have you know been really tight, but he hadn't had much for Georgia. So, you know, that going into this, you know, I, I do think you know, well, I think this game stands alone. I do think the past, you know, is at least some indicator of just kind of a not not maybe not the greatest matchup for Kentucky. Uh, now, we kind of debated this last night after the game. Kentucky, uh, in that 2018 season, Kentucky played Georgia, which is later in the year, was in, the, I think it was early November. Uh, that game turned out to be the game that basically decided the SEC East. This game is a little earlier in the year, a couple of weeks earlier. So both teams have only played four SEC games. They've half their schedule. They're both 6 and 0. They're both 4 and 0 in the SEC. Uh, which is the bigger game, the 2018 game or this game where Georgia is ranked number one and Kentucky's ranked number 11? I think Georgia was well, ranked number six in 2018. Then Kentucky was also number 11 in 2018. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the 2018 game was bigger because if you win it, I mean, it was the SEC's championship it means you're going to Atlanta. And you know, that's all you know. Kentucky talks about is, you know, they want to get to Atlanta. That one game would have put you there. To, to me, that was the biggest Kentucky football game in my lifetime because this just there was so much at stake. You know, this game, obviously, you're playing the number one team. Both teams are undefeated. I mean, it's a huge game. And just to, for a brief aside in a big picture sense, the fact that Kentucky – will will be playing Georgia for the SEC East lead you know pretty deep into the season for the second time in four years is a pretty big tribute to, to the job UK has done building a football program but to get back to your actual question in my opinion the 2018 game was bigger yeah I mean I could see I could you know I've I could that's certainly uh, I, I certainly, that's probably the case. But I think this is the, just the fact that Georgia's number one in the way Kentucky is playing, knocking off Florida and just dominating LSU back to back. I think it's. I think they're both huge games. So uh, this is probably an unfair question because we already know what the outcome of the 2018 game was. I think Georgia won 34-17. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's right. I don't yeah. have it in front of me. Uh, does Kentucky and that game was in Lexington, where this game is in Athens? Does Kentucky have a better chance this year than they did in 2021? Than they did in 2018? I mean, 2018, I'm sorry. Do they have a better chance in 2021, even though they're on the road playing the number one team in the country, than they did in 2018 when they're playing at home uh, against the number six team in the country? Yeah, that is a great question. You know, I actually (laughs) remember they were going into that game off that miracle win at Missouri. Right, that's right. And, and, and I actually, and I actually wound up picking Kentucky to beat Georgia. And I didn't think Kentucky had as much talent as Georgia, but I thought we may be watching one of those that magic year when Northwestern just jumped up out of nowhere and went to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. And after that Missouri thing, I got to thinking maybe Kentucky's a team of destiny, and it turned out uh, destiny did not overcome uh, Georgia uh, superior yeah. sk- athletic skill. You know, I think Kentucky has some chance. I don't know that I can say it's a better chance. I mean, I think this probably is a better all-around Kentucky team. I think, you know, the both lines 
are, have played really well. I don't know that Kentucky has quite the level of star power in, in terms of, you know, Josh Allen and right. Mike Edwards. And, and I think Kentucky's running backs are really good, but, you know, it's hard to knock the star power of Benny Snell. So I don't, I, to, this is probably the ultimate cop out answer. I would say <laughs> Kentucky's chances are about the same. Yeah. 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 I, I think if Kentucky does have a better chance this year, uh, I would only say that because I think they are a little more varied offensively. They're not quite as one dimensional as they were in 2018, although they were really good at running the ball in 2018, obviously. So, what is, uh, I know that usually we don't talk about this stuff till later in the week, but we'll talk about it now. What, what would Kentucky have to do to win, to beat the number one team in the nation in Athens? I think Kentucky has to not turn it over and maybe get a couple of turnovers. Yeah. I think Kentucky has to be able to run the ball. And then I think, you know, Levis has to, you know, when he has a chance to make a play in the passing game, he's got to be accurate. You know, I think obviously Kentucky's margin of error in this game is not great. I think they have to play really well, not perfect, but play well. And I think maybe Georgia will have to help them a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I especially agree with the battle Levis. I think if Kentucky has any chance of winning Saturday, He's gonna he's gonna have to have a have to have a good game. I mean, I think Kentucky can run the ball, but I think it's going to be hard to run the ball like they normally do against a defense as stout as Georgia. Uh, I mean, they may, what did you say they were fourth in the nation against the run? But they're still going going into the Auburn going game. into the Auburn game. But I mean, they they're still really good against the run. You're gonna you're gonna have to be able to throw the ball, convert on third down by throwing the ball. And I think Levis is going to have to have a big game. I think Wandale's going to have to have a big game. And when and if especially if Josh Ali can't go, I think you're uh, you're going to have to have another receiver step up. We saw a little of that last night with Isaiah Epps made a couple of catches, and they went to tight end uh, to uh, Justin Rigg for a big catch. But uh, I think the receivers, you're going to have to make some big plays in this game. Yeah, if if Ali cannot play, and if he's if he does play, and he's not not you know effective because of his injury, I agree with you. I think it's vitally important that they have another receiver step up and it doesn't necessarily have to be a wide receiver although it would certainly be good if it was but you know i think isaiah cummings is the guy they think you know that they can you know get going and you know he appeared to have made a huge catch in that lsu game and then it was disallowed right and just you know this is an aside why was that not a catch i don't know I, that I don't know, but it sure looked like a catch. I w- went back and watched it again, and, lo- and again it looked like a catch. I don't know. I can't answer that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get that one. Yeah, uh, but anyway, well, uh, it should be uh, it should be a great week leading up to the game. Like I say, it's a three thirty start on CBS. Uh, also learned today, College Game Day will be in Athens. This will be the second time College Game Day has been in Athens in three weeks. They were also there. Last week when uh, Georgia beat Arkansas for that game, SEC Nation will be there as well. Uh, We'll have coverage from Mark Stoops' uh, weekly press luncheon on Monday. Mark will be there. I will be there. Follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark C. Story. Check him out in the pages in the print edition of the Lexington Arrow Leader and online at Kentucky.com. Look for his matchups and his prediction later in the week. So be sure and check check that out as well. Thanks, as always, for being on the podcast, Mark. Thanks, John. Okay, my thanks to Mark Story of the Herald Leader. Follow him on Twitter at Mark C. Story. And right now, we have uh, Mark Stoops' press conference, his post-game press conference after Kentucky defeated LSU 42-21 on Saturday night. 
Okay. Um, once again, uh, I'd like to thank the fan base. It was fun. Great atmosphere. Um, it's a nice boost for us to play in that kind of environment. Greatly appreciate the support. Um, really appreciate our coaches and our players. Um, we just have had a good, quiet confidence about us from the you know preparation that we're doing. A lot of hard work, uh, preparing hard. Guys are sacrificing, doing the things that are necessary. Coaches are putting out great game plans, and uh, we've really had good, hard, disciplined practices and felt like we were getting better and better and uh, really feel like our guys are are playing exceptionally hard and uh, we're executing better. Offensively looked really crisp, I thought, early and uh, against a quality football team. Uh, but uh, just overall, very proud of our uh, whole group, the whole whole program, whole organization. Um, uh, been, been a lot of fun. And uh, same message as last week when I sat here, enjoy it for a few hours and uh, back to work tomorrow. So we'll be, we'll be, uh, we're excited about the opportunity we have in front of us next week. Mark, you said you, you know, liked to experience one that wasn't so close. No. Yeah, I didn't like the, they started getting a little close for my comfort in the fourth quarter, but uh, we had some guys nicked up and, and uh, some guys up front and got to get back, get healthy and uh, look at some things. But uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to, uh, offensively, when when LSU uh, did have their one of the scores, we we responded right away and uh, came back with the touchdown, gave us a little breathing room. Yeah. I just I felt good. I felt with the turnover, with starting the game with the turnover and having great field position. I felt like I just had uh, I just. I wanted to play aggressive. I wanted I wanted to score, and uh, and if we didn't, I felt like we could uh, keep him backed up there. Mark, what was your evaluation? I really thought he played exceptionally well. I, I, you could tell early on. I just to me, his comfort level was was there. You know, he looked really poised, really confident, and just going through his progression, making some really nice throws. I mean, maybe the numbers aren't overwhelming you, but I thought he was very clean and. What Liam has been working with him and being calm in the pocket, and and uh, you could see that carrying over, and you could see his confidence stepping up, and then you know, and then the way he lays it on the line and he runs so physical, that just gives everybody a great boost as well. He just uh, he's a tough kid, and you know, just getting better and better. And being turnover free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big. You know, that that's. Uh, did we win a turnover badgent battle tonight? What it was it one one nothing? What was it? I'm locked. Huh? Come on, you guys don't know that. <laughs> huh? The, um, the, Liam was saying you know, kind of just wait until the offense clicks. What was Will the reason why I was clicking? What, what was working so well? Well, I mean, we rushed for 330 yards. So when you're doing that, now you get them off balance. That's when you saw some of our play action game uh, showing up. And so that was good to see. And, uh, um, you know, stayed ahead of the chains for the most part. And, um, had them off balance. When you could get a defense off balance, you got a good chance. I think there's none of that. I mean, it's just such a team. You know, it's just such a team. No, no thought of that. I think we all have a lot of confidence that the offense is just getting better and better. And you know, tonight that, that's you know that's pretty impressive to to 
you know, get them, like I said, the biggest thing to me as a defense got to have them so off balance, you know, with running the ball and being able to throw. Mark, you said on Monday you're going to put your foot on the gas. Do you feel like the team adopted that attitude this week? Uh, there's no doubt. I think, uh, again, uh, as I said in my opening statement, I thought they prepared really well and were very just confident in their preparation and worked really hard and just doing the things necessary to put us in this position. Times, if you want to play in big games, you got to take care of business. It doesn't get much bigger than undefeated Georgia, undefeated Kentucky yeah. next week. What's what's kind of the mentality going into that? Game? We 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 just discussed it briefly. I just said enjoy it for a few hours, but get some sleep tonight. And and they know punch the clock on Monday. And coaches will be in there tomorrow morning, but uh, but players uh, we can't see them till Monday, so they need to rest up, heal up, um, get some treatment, and uh, be ready to go to work. Yeah, he he uh, took a, a shot to his leg, and um, but he fought through it, and it seemed like he bounced up and really fought through it and played hard. Was that anything big? I don't know. I don't know. Um, he took a good he took a good licking as well. He certainly played well beforehand. Yeah, I mean that that's you know that hurts us. We're getting some guys beat up in there. Mark, not only did you run the ball well, but it seemed like up the middle was. In the run game or pass game? In the run game. Yeah, well, we had some, uh, yeah, we had some arc schemes where um, we were putting their ends in a bind, and uh, and um, it was good, good play calls. Um, you know, the guys block well, and Will had some good reads. You know, some of the ones he pulled uh, were good pulls, and uh, so we had them. Uh, you know, touch off balance, like I said, but also, you know, that's what we do. I mean, we're going to run the ball between the tackles and be physical, and and uh, we did that. Mark, you said before the game this would be a test for your secondary. How do you think they? Did? I mean, they they did a good job. They really competed hard. I thought we had some really good covers. I thought late some of that was um, time and operation, too much time. And he broke the pocket and contained and got the ball and pushed the ball down the field against with some talented guys. Um, and that, that was a bit when the game was out of hand too, John. But, you know, so when the game was in the balance, I thought the guys really stepped up and had some really good covers against some, some talented guys. Again, it got a little messy, a little off balance late. Um, and a lot of that is just, again, the, the, the execution of – Game stunts, you know, contain. You can't, you can't let a quarterback have that kind of time and break contain. The six wing used to be uh, something people kind of circled, waited on, and now bold abilities, kind of an afterthought. Just what does that speak to your program? Well, it does because my equipment manager TK, well, man TK said he put out some shirts, and I think it's a big push for who's that? The bull season, bull campaign. season bull campaign, you know, and and. They put them out today, so that's good. They got a new T-shirt, so <laughs> we want more. Sometimes prosperity can be as hard to handle. Sometimes as adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what went into this week, especially just the maturity they showed coming out tonight? Yeah, they, they did. I just felt good about it. Like I told you guys in the meeting or in in the press conference right here on Monday that. Um, that I felt confident that they would just have a great week, and and I really did. When I went in there Monday afternoon with the team, uh, they were they were really locked in. They, they had our, you know, they, they just were ready to get forward for the, or look forward for this week, you know, and uh, 
I feel the same way in the locker room right there. I mean, they're happy. They celebrate a little bit, but they're ready. They're, they're excited about a big opportunity next week. Well, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was concerned and uh, happy that it uh, doesn't appear to be anything major. Josh or Mark Juan or any of those guys back this week that weren't able to play? I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm really not sure. What do you yeah, I did. Yeah, we felt like, um, again, with that run game, some misdirections, some of the uh, play actions off of that uh, run game was good, you know, and created some explosive plays. It still comes down to being able to run the ball and sets those so those plays up. Some of those throws will uh, Looks like he was moving around a lot more. Was that by design? You think he's more comfortable? Well, I think that there was a little of both. I I noticed him being very clean and poised and calm in the pocket at times tonight as well. I did, but there were, I'm sure, times when he was on the run as well. So um, just overall, I felt like he was more comfortable. When you play so well in the first half, what do you say to your team at halftime? I, I told him that that I was uh, excited to watch him in the second half, you know, because I was per, I was confident that they would continue to play well, and uh, they did. LSU closes to twenty-one-seven, and the team takes it down the field, and scores. You hear the term "imposing your will." Do you think your team did that tonight? I I, I do. Um, I felt like. Uh, you know, we had a strong will and a strong desire to win, and 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 a, and a strong belief that we were going to take care of business time. Anybody else? If not, uh, players, assistant coaches over in the dining hall per usual, and. Okay, that'll do it for the John Clay Podcast. My thanks, as always, to Mark Story. Check him out online on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Arrow Leader. Check out all of our coverage leading up to Saturday's game against Georgia. It's a 3.30 start on CBS, as I mentioned. We'll have plenty of coverage online at Kentucky.com and also in the print edition of the Arrow Leader. As I mentioned earlier, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can uh, subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Leave us a rating review. We appreciate everybody who has done that. That just helps get the word out. My thanks again to Mark. And be sure, as I mentioned again, be sure and look for our coverage this week. A huge game coming up a Saturday between Kentucky and Georgia. And we'll be talking to you again. We'll see you again on the John Clay Podcast.